In that spirit, let's turn together to our scripture text, which today is taken from 1 Peter. 1 Peter, beginning in chapter 1, carrying over to chapter 2, verse 3. It's on page number 1,887 in your pew Bibles, if you want to turn to it there. 1 Peter, chapter 1, beginning with verse 22. By the way, you have a sermon note outline in your bulletin if you picked one of those up. You can follow along as we go along. 1 Peter chapter 1, beginning with verse 22. The word of the Lord. Now that you have purified yourselves by obeying the truth so that you have sincere love for your brothers... Love one another deeply from the heart. For you have been born again, not by perishable seed, but of imperishable, through the living and enduring Word of God. For all men are like grass, and all their glory is like the flowers of the field. The grass withers and the flowers fall, but the Word of the Lord stands forever. And this is the word that was preached to you. Therefore, rid yourselves of all malice and all deceit, hypocrisy, envy, and slander of every kind. Like newborn babes, crave pure spiritual milk, so that by it you may grow up in your salvation, now that you have tasted that the Lord is good. Are you thirsty this morning? Are you thirsty? Are you craving the pure spiritual milk of the Word of God? Question is, when you're thirsty, what is it that you reach for? Perhaps a nice cold glass of iced tea, or fruit juice, or cold spring water, perhaps a beer, but we're Methodists, so... Or milk... Perhaps you reach in the fridge and pour a tall and tasty, fresh and frothy, refreshing glass of cold milk to assuage your your thirst. Perhaps, as many are finding out these days, you're lactose intolerant, so milk, well, no problem. I was with my son last evening grocery shopping in Whole Foods, And it took me about 15 minutes to figure out what milk to get. Whoa, the options. Lactate, dairy-free, or almond milk, or oat milk, or coconut milk, soy milk, goat milk, I don't know. We're in crazy times, and all over the news we're hearing that there's a shortage due to supply chain issues of baby formula on the shelves of all the stores in our nation? What is it that you're looking for to satisfy your appetite? Milk, it does a body good. You remember that old commercial? Milk, it does a body good. Cindy Crawford or Michael Jordan with a milk mustache? I don't know. You're probably... Too young to remember those commercials in the 80s. But anyhow, this morning we're going to be thinking of cows and milking. 
Anybody live on or grow up near a dairy farm? Okay, some. Yeah, in my all of my churches in South Jersey, we had dairy farmers, a few, in each church, and uh, very familiar with this metaphor. So, anyhow, they told me about the story about the cow that tried to jump a barbed wire fence, and it was utterly disastrous. Sorry. I asked Melissa if I could use that. She said it was okay, so blame her. Cultivate a craving for pure milk of the Word of God. In this passage, we have a contrast between that which perishes and that which lasts forever. All of our humanity, all of our human lives wither and die But the Word of God endures forever. The Word of God is what we're focusing on. This is a most appropriate message for this time. We need to cultivate a craving for the Word of God, for the pure milk of the Word of God. Growing children of God need to feed daily on the bread of life. Jesus said, I am the bread of life. Man does not live by bread alone. Bread or milk, crave the pure spiritual milk of God's word in this passage, or chew on the meat, the solid food, the passages in 1 Corinthians 3.2 or Hebrews 5.12. As we grow, our appetite changes. But especially here in verse of chapter 2. Let me read it one more time. Like newborn babes, crave pure spiritual milk so that you may grow up in your salvation now that you have tasted that the Lord is good. There is a contrast between two types of appetites. Two types of appetites in this passage. First, a depraved appetite of the world. And secondly, a divine appetite for the Word of God. So let's think about this as we consider a pasteurized posture towards the Word of God. First of all, we consider a depraved appetite in the world, of the world. Let me just mention one thing, first of all, for context about the pasteurizing process. In my research, I read that Back in 1864, Napoleon III was concerned about wine because all of the French economy was dependent on fine wine. But it was becoming tainted and undrinkable. So Napoleon commissioned Louis Pasteur to research and find a solution for this problem. Pasteur discovered that the spoiling and souring of wine was due to tiny airborne microorganisms, what we know today as bacteria, getting into the milk or getting into the wine. So he discovered and created the pasteurizing process, heating the liquid of the wine or now the milk 
up to 131 degrees to 150 degrees Fahrenheit, thereby killing the destructive disease-producing bacteria, pasteurizing. We need to be of great care what we consume today, just as then. We need to know what we are taking in, because that's what produces our output. Very important point. You are what you eat. Drink the pure spiritual milk of the Word of God. For what we take in produces what is the result of our behavior, all of the output, all of our actions, all of our words. The question this morning is, what is your appetite for this morning? Upon what are you feeding this morning? Trash grass or healthy grass? Get rid of all malice and all deceit, hypocrisy, envy, and slander of any kind. Trash grass. So I think about a diet of trash grass. There are five different options that are listed here in our passage. A trash grass diet might be divisive appetites, malice and hostility, divisive appetites. We live in such a day where there is so much antagonism, so much hostility and violence, vitriol. In the news we see about rioting on the streets, looting, mob violence, high crime rates in the cities. Because of the appetite of what people feed on, what people are craving. Many have a desire to hurt people instead of help people. Delight in causing people pain. Can you imagine a social climate of hate and antagonism? Social media feeds on the contention and division. Political polarization today, racial, gender, ideological divides are the time of day, sign of the season. Get rid of it, Peter says. The Lord says, have nothing to do with divisive appetites. Malice and hostility. A second type of trash grass diet that Peter lists is a deceitful appetite. Lies and deception. Oh, do we hear the spin doctors in the media today? Politicians, shady dealings, deceptive habits, consciences seared, calloused and dulled. Don't even notice when they shade the truth or mislead people. At this point, it's all for yourself. Divisive appetites, deceitful appetites, lies and deception. How about number three, an appetite that is devoid of depth, shallow, hollow, hypocritical, superficial. Christians today more than ever need to have integrity of words and lives, behaviors. No double life, two-faced living that the world continues 
to challenge the church. Church is full of hypocrites. Sadly, it's all too often the case. Back in the day, Mahatma Gandhi, coming up through South Africa first before going to India, I remember he was exposed to sort of Christianity in South Africa, and his observation was that the river of Christianity is several miles wide but two inches deep, shallow, not attractive to him. He liked the teachings of Jesus, but disliked the lifestyles of the Christians that he observed. The void of depth. Or how about trash grass, depraved appetite, distracted focus of envy and jealousy, looking around us and envying, coveting our neighbor's possessions. The grass is always greener in the neighbor's backyard or our neighbor's pasture. I want what she has. I want what he has. I wish I could look like her. I wish I could sing like them. Wish I could play like whoever. Trash grass. The green of envy. The green grass of envy. In this case has no substance, no nourishment. A distractive focus. One more depraved appetite of this world that shows itself up as what people consume by how they behave is destructive appetites can Conversations filled with slander and gossip. Not in church, right? No gossip there. Appetites drawn and driven by hurtful rather than helpful words. Appetites that tend to tear down rather than build up one another. Complaining, criticizing, controlling, corrective, correcting conversations. Whenever was heard, a discouraging word. Feeding on negative conversations is so much a part of our culture and society today. We need to get rid of all of that, that appetite that feeds on itself. Trash grass. Taming the tongue. By contrast, We need to cultivate an appetite that is of God, a divine appetite, like newborn babes, those who were born again by the Spirit of God, craving pure spiritual milk of the Word of God. Today, do you crave, do you hunger for the Word of God, which is substantial, nourishing, so that you might be flourishing? The tangible goodness of the, of the Lord. Taste and see the goodness of God, the psalmist writes in Psalm 34. So good you can taste it. God's Word. Lamentations chapter 3. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His tender mercies never come to an end. They're new every morning. For great is thy faithfulness, O God. God is good. All the time. Let's try that again. God is good. And all the time. Amen. Psalm 19. 
says the word of the Lord is sweeter than the honey in the honeycomb. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Graze on God's goodness, the enduring word of God, while all the words and all the print and all of the news of the day is passing away. But the word of God endures forever. The stuff of this world doesn't last. It may look good. It may taste good at first. But it's all junk food. There's no substance in those things. No lasting nourishment. The Word of God, a divine appetite, moves us to digest God's Word, to ruminate, to contemplate, to meditate on God's Word, like cows chewing their cud, find full satisfaction on memorizing, meditating on the enduring Word of God. Don't just taste it and sample it. Oh, that tastes good. Sunday morning, take a taste of that. No, take it in. Swallow it. Internalize God's Word till it becomes a part of you. Digest it. Drain off sin and impurities. There's part of an analogy. Get rid of malice, deceit, hypocrisy, and envy, and slander. Get rid of all that because sin dilutes and distorts the pure milk of God's Word. Filter out all of the deceptions and impurities of the devil and of the, of the world. Crave the pure, undiluted truth of God's word, the true truth of God's word. Get an appetite for that. And lastly, drink in God's whole milk, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth, the true truth of God's Word. The Good Shepherd makes us to lie down in green pastures, that which is good for the soul, provides for the sustenance, for the salvation of your soul, nourishing us as we need with spiritual health and vitality, that we might grow and live in the Spirit. Drink deeply. Drink deeply from the Word. It provides life, abundant life, eternal life. There's the source. What is your regular diet? What is your regular appetite for? The depraved yearnings of this world, the stuff of this world, an appetite for the things of this world that provide no lasting satisfaction after all. Or a divine appetite for the things of God. Jesus said, blessed are those who hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be full, they shall be satisfied. That's the way of blessing. Crave pure spiritual milk. Only God's word can offer. This week, go back to the scriptures. Continue to cultivate an appetite for truth in God's word. Let us pray. Our Heavenly Father, we thank you and praise you for 
the nourishment that your word provides. We thank you for the revelation of truth that comes in the scriptures that you've given us. We thank you that we have ready access to your word. Builds and sustains our souls, our very life. Help us, Lord, to discern and distinguish between the appetites of this world and the appetites of your spirit. That we might continue to be thirsty and hungry for all that you provide. Cultivate those appetites in Jesus' name. Amen.